All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Float Universe podcast. I am so excited for tonight's guest. She's been here before. Glad to have her back. One of a kind. After looking back at her stuff today, again, the Cindy Sherman of memes. I don't even know if half you know who that is, but a meme extraordinaire, one of my favorite all time and a true authentic comedy voice in the meme world. Welcome back. Namaste at home. Dad. You're so articulate. It makes me want to throw up in a good way. Oh, well, they, that well that's how I feel about you. So the, the mirror stands like you are, you're one of the most, and you're, you're, you do all this stuff sober, right? Like yeah. while you're writing and memes and stuff, you're not like a, a stoner or I anything. Tried. Yeah. I mean, at, at the beginning, I definitely would take Adderall a lot. I would smoke sometimes. The other night I tried to come up with some memes while I was stoned and they were just so stupid. <laughs> they would just be sentences like, I think this thing, or we should do this. It was just so dumb. I'm it like, might have, it might have been good though. So there's funny. a there's a huge stoner audience on Instagram, and that's with the right artwork. I think it could have been hilarious, but it differentiated. It was just too different from my normal memes that I feel like people would have no idea what's going on. Yeah, unless they were also stoned, you know. Right, right. Is your phone like like right up to your face? Should I put it closer? Yeah, because it sounds a little muted. Um, how about now? That's much better. Okay. What was it like on your I'll, shoulder or something? No, it was just like further from my face, but I'll try and keep it where it is now. Are you paranoid that of the 5G? <laughs> is that, do, are people still scared of that? Well, you know what I mean? Like, just think about it though. Like we are guinea pigs for cell phones. You know what I, I mean? Like they, we, they didn't test cell phones on, uh, you know, people 50 years before us. So we were just, you know, you've got this thing in your hand all the, all day long. I think about it. I saw a video the other day, like. Um, this guy had this detector and he, he didn't have the phone plugged in and it didn't register anything. But the minute he plugged his phone in, this thing like registered electromagnetic uh, fields just went crazy. So do you sleep with your phone plugged into your like uh, nightstand next to your head? Yeah. OK, so I actually think about this all the time because growing up, like anytime I had my laptop on my lap, my mom would be like, get that away from your well, she didn't say my vagina, but like she right. thought it was going to like make it so that I couldn't have kids or she'd be like, don't fall asleep with it on like your body. Cause it could cause cancer or, I mean, she, she didn't take it that far. She wouldn't really say actually why I shouldn't, but she was like very concerned with me doing that. And now, honestly, I do it all the time. Yeah. Like my, I fall asleep with like my phone on my chest and I'm like, am I going to die from this? What's going to happen? Well, as long as it's not plugged in, it seems to be not not as bad. And the thing is, people aren't dropping dead. It's like always plugged in. Is it? Actually, eh, half the time. So it's like in your hand plugged in? Right now it is. Yeah. See, I have that problem in the car. I'll be messing with it all the time in the car. And I'm like, oh, I keep thinking of that video I saw. So anyway. Do you text and drive? Um, Tell the truth. Not not anymore. um, Mm -hmm. Because I have a delivery job and I just can't. Yeah. Well, since my dad died, I've been back i don't work at the float stern anymore i don't know if you how much you yeah. follow but uh, i've I been back i've been back in, in in my hometown and just i got my old job it just came up out of nowhere so i've been doing that and Delivering working on what? uh pharmaceuticals actually oddly enough a lot of ivermectin in the past three months like only independent pharmacies are filling ivermectin and we i work for an independent compounding pharmacy and 
uh, Walgreens, CVS, if you can even get a prescription for it, if you know where to go. Um, but you know, I, I don't know how you feel about that, but that's what I've been doing, delivering ivermectin to people. I think they were doing it out of some, there was like an illegal operation going on in Philly, but I don't, I, I forget where they were doing it out of. It was like some really, it was an Italian restaurant. They just got busted for it. Oh man. See, the thing is, it's not, it's not harmful. It's Nobel prize winning in humans. It's cheap. It's effective. It kills a ton of stuff and it's really safe. So I don't know what, if you believe in the conspiracy of what's going on in the past years, like did we talk in the past years? When was when was that time? Do you remember? I think it was during or, or like right in the middle of the pandemic the last time we talked. I was going to ask you that because I've been blowing this off for no reason for so long. When was the last time we did this? I, can I look guess it you up. just asked me that. Yeah, I can look it up here real quick. I, September yeah, I 2nd. Was, uh, let's see what the actual date is here. Last year? Come on, I'm waiting for the thing to like. I just want to be right before it happens. So I can be like, I knew it. <laughs> I didn't forget. <laughs> For whatever reason, it's not scrolling. Oh, here we go. September uh, 27th, uh, 2020. So yeah, this was. I was so right. The first year of the pandemic. We had basically had gone through that. So how, how have you been since then? Um, I've been going through a lot, but like nothing I can really talk about. No, that's but it's good. all good now. That's, oh, that's good. So, so it's all past then. You're, you're, you're back. Yeah. In, yeah. So the past yeah, six I months, have they been crazy or has it been like, when was it? Um, yeah, just honestly, the past few years in general, mm-hmm. but I don't, I'm like just kind of getting out of uh, an objectively bad space. I feel like I'm about to start posting way more memes, like my creativity and everything else is going to come back like tenfold. I'm about to move to California, but I have to find a place within like the next month because I'm supposed I was supposed to go in March. Wow, you're now brave. I'm, you're brave to I mean, you must have a great job or something lined up because California. No, I'm fucking terrified for that reason. Is my boyfriend's been there for years and I've just like I've been meaning to go. But yeah, like it's so expensive. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do there. At this point, I kind of like. I think I make enough money doing online stuff that I'll be fine, but it's still completely terrifying and I have no idea what I'm doing. Are you making money doing the memes and stuff right now? Yeah. Like survivable income? Yeah, for sure. That's great. Because I don't see you doing ads or anything. I don't. How do you make money with it? I don't see how you make money. Oh, I guess your your merch, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The t-shirts. God. Oh, by the way, one of my I I actually did make some notes. so I wanted to say, like, in the beginning, when I first found you, I think you had like six, seven thousand followers. And obviously I had none because I was just starting out. And I'm like, oh, this is like somebody cool. And they got a that, that, that was a lot to me, like that many, especially with your style. Like, oh, it person. was a long time ago. Yeah, that was like three or four years ago, at least. And so it's been this like this whole time. I'm like, oh, I'll never be as good as anybody else. I'll never catch you up. You passed like, me. At, at one point, and that's what I was going to say. At one point I did. And I'm like, I wasn't trying to, but I just looked. And I'm like, I, I looked at some of these accounts I used to follow and I had surpassed some of them. And, and you're yeah. one. I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. I was shadow banned for like two years. Well, me too. And I had deactivated many times. Wait. I remember that actually. Because I remember looking at your account one day and you had passed me. But like, it seemed like you jumped in followers in like a really short period of time. Did that happen? I had a few months there where, for whatever reason, I, I was at, they had, I, they had shadow banned me and they let me out. And I had a few things that had caught the, and I have a lot of uh, big followers that sometimes will repost and I'll get that. Like it, it, every yeah. once in a while, I'll have a streak of like 
I'll actually create, I haven't created content, like really good original content in a while. Cause I've just been so fucking stoned all the time. And yeah. honestly, I've reached a point with smoking where it doesn't do anything, but get me to like baselines, like having a cup of coffee in the morning. I like, feel you. So I, it, when you talk about, yeah, like, I feel like my creativity, once I stop doing that is going to come back because I think I've it like, literally docked it. I feel like I've been functioning at like 15% for years. Me too. Me too. And, and that's crazy. Cause you're so, I mean, like, geez, if you're, if this is the, what the drops of creativity are, imagine if the faucet's flowing. Well, remember I used to make like five memes a day. I used to make so many memes and I mean, it was definitely different types of memes and like now I'll spend hours on each one before I would still probably spend like an hour on each, but Remember, well, I used know, to make all my the, memes the, in Microsoft Paint, and they were kind of like psychotic. <laughs> well, I don't remember those. Really, those are the early, early ones. But the quality for the past few years kind of seems the same. But you say I feel like I really stepped it up, especially. I actually was able to pinpoint it, but I forget now, so it's totally irrelevant. And I don't know why I even just what, said that. But what I've learned is there's a thin line between like being raw and just letting it fly out your mouth and onto the thing and onto the internet and then versus like taking some time to handcraft something to the point where so, maybe you've lost a little bit of the rawness yeah well okay exactly but there's a reason for that i feel like if if you understand the medium you know like you should like you should not filter yourself but refine the content because like the point is to not it's not about like I mean, sure, a lot of people just want to make memes as like relatable as possible so they can get like the most amount of likes. And I think at first that's what deterred me. And I was like, I'm just going to say whatever I want, however I want to say it. And I'm going to present it however I want to. I don't care if the font is unreadable or what. If it's if someone wants to read it, they're going to do it. And this is what I want to make. But then I realized like the point is still to bring this to an audience of people like I don't, the memes are for the people. It's not just for me. So, I mean, I don't think I've compromised my, I think I'm, I could say this. I think I'm just, I think I'm funnier if anything, but I've just gotten better at like delivering so that more people can under, like actually absorb what I'm putting out there. Are you you still, what I'm saying? Are, yeah. Are you still enjoying it Do, or have it become a chore? Um, well now, like just within the past couple of days, I, I, um, I feel like when it becomes a chore, I don't do it. Right. You're and inspired. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if you noticed just because I like, like, I, like I said, I'm super shadow banned right now. And me, me too. I'm on my third account. Ex exactly. So like, I know how you know, I don't expect you to see everything that I'm posting, but what I do, I do because I'm a true fan. You go back and I got all hearts on those things. You rule. Actually, I do notice that. But what I was going to say is like, I've only posted uh, two memes and like, I've hardly posted any memes all month. I took a really long break because I just needed to get my shit together a little bit. Well, also, you, it's kind of demotivating when you're not catching the algorithm waves and you're shadow banned. It's really <laughs> annoying to... Also, I mean, have... Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, you first. <laughs> well, I just want to finish, you know, talking about the road to 100K, which was basically I, I get shadow banned and then I get my main account. I was at 89,000 and we were neck and neck and i'm like oh we're gonna hit like maybe we'll hit like a hundred thousand at the same time and then my account just fun completely fucking got taken down it's still in limbo it's in that limbo space where you can type oh, it in is? and That's make a good. complaint well here's the good thing i saw some the other day they're like oh my account just appeared after seven months i'm like okay there's yeah no i've seen that a bunch too it is possible but they'll probably just take it again down again in like and so week. you're at you're at 98k and you should be at you should be at a million uh <laughs> 
Thank you. I mean, I did the math. If I wasn't shadow banned for two years, like I would probably have at least like 250 to 300,000. Because oh, you have more than I, that if you were just or naturally organic. Exactly. Like if I didn't have all these stupid bands on there, but even still, I'm really fucking mad because uh, they took me off shadow ban like May 2021. And then I was off of it all the way until October. And during that time, like my account grew so much. I was at it sucks. I was at like 97,000 in October. And I did the math and I was like on track to be at over 100K by December. And then that shadow ban hit and I'm just back to actually the shadow ban is worse than ever. And have you noticed that it's changed? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember how? Okay. So remember how before shadow ban, it was really easy to tell that you were on it because it'd just be like zero on explore, maybe one or two or or three people, not 300. Yeah. And you could check, you could check with weird hashtags. Hashtags. Yeah, exactly. But now, and like, but you also have to take into consideration the fact that Instagram didn't admit that shadow ban was real beforehand. You remember, like, you know that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what happened. I'm like going off track a little bit, but it's interesting. And I don't no, know if you good. know that. So yeah, it's a fucking podcast. So what else am I supposed to do? <laughs> so, all right. Like I got in touch with somebody who worked at Instagram. He's actually, did I ever give you his address? You He's, did. I talked to that guy. I mean, he didn't really respond to me, but I reached out exactly. to him. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I feel bad saying this because like we talked and he was really, he's a nice guy. And I think he means well. He's a guy, I'm not gonna really put his name out there, but like he's in charge of memes at Instagram. I'm just saying, I know you know this at this point, but I'm just saying this. I think I might have been too, uh, at least on my, on the face of the content, right leaning. Huh? I think my content politically didn't align with that guy, is what I'm saying. Mate, honestly, they don't really do it. They, they have like, they don't really do anything for any no, not that guy in particular just like instagram in general they just I, like okay they've been gaslighting me for so fucking long i can't take it anymore because i have so much proof that all this stuff is happening all right so anyways yeah keep going i was like reaching i was reaching out to him because i was looking everywhere like look just looking for somebody that could help me fix my account because the reason i even got shadow banned to begin with initially was over a post that did not go against community guidelines and they brought the post back but the shadow ban was still there. So I'm like, I just need to get in contact with somebody because like, if they just look at it, they can see, oh, hey, this is actually a mistake. We need to fix this. So I finally get in touch with them. And I talked to him for like an hour and a half on the phone. And he's like, tell me he's looking into this for me, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, I'm sorry, but we've looked everywhere and there's nothing wrong with your account. There's no, there's no ban. Shadow ban isn't real. There's no restrictions on your account. I'm like, but I know that there is like, you can't tell me that this is all in my head and everyone just suddenly started hating my content. Like, I'm not stupid. You can look at the numbers and it says zero and explore. You know, it's just, yeah. it's right there. And everyone knows that that's what that means. So do you remember, did you hear about the whole like meme summit that they I, had? I did, but I was trying to figure out who I, if I knew any of those big accounts, if any of them, I knew any of them at all, if they were famous ones I or anything. You were in it? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. There's a bunch of people in it. Who was There's in a it? bunch of people like over 200 people. I mean, I wasn't, I, I was just invited to it. Okay. Let me explain what I, they never came out and said that that's what it was, but this is what it was. So they were like, Ooh, we're going to it. have a, Exclusive. it's kind of like, and I was like, this is a conspiracy theory podcast, isn't it? My yeah. Turn. yeah. <laughs> All right. So 
It was kind of like when everyone wants to fucking quit their job and they throw a pizza party at work to boost morale. Mm. So they were like, we're going to have all these like fun, not games, but like this little comedy bits. And um, what else? Mark Zuckerberg showed up in like a guest appearance. And it was so fucking funny because some hero, I, I was thinking about doing this. I know everyone in there was there. While he was well, talking, hold on. Someone, were you there? Was this like a teleconference out of this? Was it yeah. were you physically there? It was like, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I was on a where, where was this? With Mark Zuckerberg. I think it was like, it was early May or April because, well, Alex, you'll understand why after right, I'm right. done. Okay. This long ass fucking thing. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, they're like, oh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about like trends in the meme world and like important stuff for you to know to like grow your account. And we're going to make an important announcement. So like that's the important thing to remember. The whole thing. I'm just going to be honest. Um, it was like. Really, it was corny. It was a bunch of like really unfunny people that seemed like so fucking out of touch. Just like, I don't know, trying to whatever. The whole point was because like, like I said, they're like, we're going to make some important announcements. The whole thing was, all right. So after they do all the stupid, like unfunny, whatever the fuck they were trying to do. And Mark's they're like, here's Mark Zuckerberg. And somebody was like, he's in the middle of talking and he's like, do something about the fucking shadow band. And Mark <laughs> just like stops for a second and <laughs> keeps going and no one acknowledges it. But whoever did that is my fucking hero. Anyways. So the only announcement that they made was they're like uh the meme guy was like hey so we know a lot of you guys have been coming to us complaining about being on shadow ban so he's like all right a lot of you guys have been talking to us about how you think your account is shadow banned and we've been telling you that they aren't and that we've been looking everywhere and all your accounts look normal to us but we actually realized that you guys were right and that we were just looking at the wrong data. So for all of you guys who have been on this like shadow ban thing for years, we're definitely going to do something about that. And that was the only thing that like of relevancy that they talked about at all. So I think the whole reason for that meme summit thing was to be like, okay, fine. Like we're finally going to do something about the shadow ban thing. Like, please don't quit. And here's our like fake ass reasoning as to why we never did anything about it. And then like the week after that, me and like a shitload of other people immediately got taken off of shadow oh lucky uh, lucky lucky yeah but and for a while like here's the fucked up part is i mean there's that's there's a million fucked up parts but i have not had a post deleted in like three years like even though they don't it doesn't make any sense they don't even tell us the rules. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many community guidelines, but they don't tell you what you can and can't talk about. Oh, no. Yeah. They deactivate my, uh, they completely deactivate my, my main account, 89,000 followers in the middle of a live with no warning. It was just gone. Exactly. It's like if you want people to follow the rules, then, and you're like so strict about them, the punishments are so severe. Why don't you have them posted anywhere? Well, it's a sliding it's scale up to interpretation exactly exactly so they can just do whatever they want and be like well actually it's this thing or they never have to tell you about it you Which, know, here's part of the problem i think part of your problem and my problem too is you follow too many other troublesome accounts and yeah it is it's mm -hmm. not just your actions but it's you're, you're guilty by association you're you, no, you, true. You, and the ai doesn't know a lot of times 
especially with sarcasm and the way we do our politics, right? Where it's oh, yeah. basically context. Is, that does, that's not a thing. AI can't figure out if you're pro or con against whatever they're supposed to be stamping out. So it just uh, on the side of caution, just takes you out to, you know, just to be safe. You know, are you spreading exactly. COVID-19 misinformation? I can't tell. Exactly. And the thing is, that's why I'm so mad at myself. It's like, like, I figured that out. And so I've been doing that for so long but the reason i got shadow banned this time and they didn't even delete this post but i know it's that like i i don't care it's not up for debate is because what was it it was do you remember that post with um chris pratt that everyone thought was really weird is that post about his wife do you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. i posted that and was like this is the reason i believe in the illuminati and that's the post that like as soon as i said that that night i remember i was at like a show and actually one of my followers that like, I, I didn't know him. He's like, oh, are you not a stay at home dad? So I was like, it's like, yeah, and we were hanging out all night. And he's like, wait a minute, I can't even find your account. And then I look at my phone, I'm getting all these messages that are like, hey, did your account get deleted? Like when I try and search it, it doesn't come up. I have people at the show test it for me. It's not coming up. So this is what I was saying before is now the shadow. I think that they're like in the middle of testing out uh, not only new forms of shadow, like like they're like disguising it they're trying to make it so that you don't even know that you're on shadow ban because like it'll still put some of your it'll still put some of your posts on explore but like because before you could be like i have zero on explore that's not normal clearly i'm shadow ban but now it's like well you have 200 people on explore so your stuff is on the explore page but um i also think that they're not only testing out new um forms of shadow ban but like applying different levels to different people oh yeah i have an um, I, I have an ip ban that's psychotic because when i after float universe original was taken down and the float universe 2 got just nuked with one night three takedowns i'm like if i don't take this account down now they're going to take it out for me tomorrow the next day i, I couldn't tell what i was going to post if, i can't post a cartoon of a mushroom in words it's going to get banned so yeah. i said you know what this account needs to take a chill pill and so i tried to make a couple more accounts and then at a certain point it's like it wouldn't let me create any more accounts and i'm like well this is weird and i got on my computer and it still wouldn't let me do it then i got on a i got my my dad's phone which doesn't have instagram on it i downloaded instagram it's a completely new phone uh, and it, it, it let me create an account. So I'm like, okay, it has something to do with the phone and the IP address because it's so weird. Um, they figure you out because, well, the thing is too, like, if you've got like, I'm sure do you have, you have like, what I have like probably 20 million accounts and they, you know, the tree that pops down and it only has like maybe seven, eight, nine, ten 10 options, yeah. depending on who you are. I've seen some people with like 20 people, 20 accounts on their tree. Like there's Instagram VIPs or something like John Trilly, I think had that ability um because of the companies affiliated with was he invited to the meme conference i don't I, I didn't know i didn't talk to him i don't know honestly i don't think so i feel like he kind of backed off for a little bit yeah he's like kinda, i know he's recently been quiet. well he had you know about his newer account what the one where he like eats raw meat from whole foods every day well no what's that account are you serious no what's that account <laughs> i don't remember what it's called i'll find it yeah, I feel like you. I'm surprised you don't know about that. He's eating raw meat. <laughs> I, you know, I fell into a, a black hole here, and I also got blacklisted. I've got. I, I lost my job over my politics. My dad died. Really? A whole bunch of things. Oh my happened. god! I'm so sorry about your dad. That's okay. And everything and, else. But you know, my whole my whole world just kind of collapsed in the past six months, and I've just been. I mean, I'm used to it. I'm used to the, the dark night of the soul and uh, basically ego dissolution. So on a constant basis, so it's okay. 
um, it all works out. And the float, I see a new float tank coming into my future already um, <laughs> as, cool. as we speak. So you never know how it's going to turn out. But yeah, yeah, the road to 100K, I think you also have this phenomenon happening where I'll see people with like 900 and or 9,998 followers that two people away from 10,000 and they can't get there. Like they'll even go down for like months. <clears throat> wait, wait. So I think that they actually are doing that on purpose. They're okay. That, so I never got to finish what I was saying about, um, not, I'm not saying you cut me off or anything. We just like right. stopped before that, but they're removing people's followers now. And like, I've proved this. So they're like, right now they're removing my followers. And like, I was calling them out on it because I found places where they were doing it. Like, you know how, if you have a business or a creator account, you can see how many follows that you got from mm -hmm. like a certain post. Mm -hmm. So I would look at the, and like, if you have an account of my size, it's going to be at least 50, but most likely around like 100, 200, 700. Like it doesn't, but you never get zero. So right, like when I, first got this second shadow ban <clears throat> every single new post that I had it would say zero for new followers and it would be like a bunch of them in a row I'm like this is not even possible so I pointed that out I'm like and I okay so do you know like this is a flesh prison and like ghosted 1996 who also just got her accounts deleted did she I, I, I are they the same person no I didn't think so. The other guy's, it's a dude, right? The flesh prison. They're non-binary, but yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They're, they're still like my dude, but they're non-binary yet. Gotcha. Chris. Wait, so they got but, them both okay. deleted? Okay, no. So I noticed that like right when all three of us got right around 100K, all of us started having the same problems where like I started getting messages from people being like, hey, or, and I would see it too. Like I would see people that have followed me for years refollowing me. I'm like, what is that? And then I would have like my own friends messaging me being like, dude, this is the third time I've had to refollow you in the past like two weeks. And I'm like, well, my one friend, I'm like, well, you do drugs. So like, maybe you're just like fucked up on your phone. You know, you just like press buttons. I'm yeah. like, maybe you're just on my Instagram all the time. You're unfollowing. But then like a bunch of other people started saying it to me. They're like, hey, I would have never unfollowed you. For some reason, I just noticed it wasn't following you anymore. And then I reach out to Ghosted and, uh, oh, no, 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 no. I, so I did this with a few things too, because like I got in touch with Instagram and I was like, hey, um, people are telling me that my account's not showing up when they type it in. And they're like, oh, well, it's working on our end. And I'm like, well, here's some proof. So I went on my story and I asked my followers questions. I'm like, hey, can if you follow me, can you type in my name, see if it comes up? And if you have an account that you don't follow me on, can you type my name and see if it comes up? I had hundreds and hundreds, like 300 responses each. Half the people that followed me, my name would not come up. All of the people that didn't follow me, my name would not come up. So I sent that to Instagram. I'm like, okay, here's your proof. Can you figure this out? And they, and then I like noticed the thing about um, people unfollowing me. So I did the same thing. I asked questions. I'm like, have you noticed um, Instagram like unfollowing me? Like you didn't do it. And it's like, it, but you weren't following me anymore. And I got a ton of responses saying, yeah, like that. And it's happening to a couple other meme pages too. And I'm like, who are they? Every single person that I asked was also ghosted 1996. And um, this is a flesh prison. And like they had this and I reached out to uh, ghosted that, that was happening person. to me actually that's crazy as I got to I couldn't get to into the 90s 90s exactly. I, got, I got stuck at like 89.9 and then 
for that was like for a month and then it started going down. I'm like, what? Exactly. Dude, I'm losing followers. Like every, I only gain followers if I get like a big repost, but I see the followers coming in. And if I click on every single, it'll like show, like it shows you the people that are following you. I don't even know why I just said that. Everyone knows that. But if I click, like say there's 10 and I click on each one, three of them will not be following me anymore. It's like, okay, so you're saying three out of 10 people followed me and then decided to unfollow me right away. No, they're just removing them right away. They're finding different places where like, it'll, it won't look as, as obvious. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I was also like, there's just so many different things. Like, Let's say I had like um, the last two numbers, two numbers, I had like 60 and then I would look and it would say that I gained like 20 followers within a half hour. And I look and it's down to 50. You're telling and it would be like on a day that like I didn't post anything like there isn't 30 people that are just unfollowing you in that short period of time. Like they would do it throughout the day, but there isn't 30 people unfollowing you. Well, well here's, here's the thought I had though. But here's the thought I have. As you get bigger, as your account gets bigger, you got 90,000, 100,000 people following you. Yeah. There's going to be on any given day, 10, oh, yeah. 15, 20 people that are going to deactivate their accounts, not because of your content, but just because whatever they're doing in their life, they don't want to be on Instagram no, Absolutely. And you do, honestly, you do get a lot of people that unfollow you every day. There's probably almost like 100 people that follow, unfollow every day. But then I'm saying like, there's places where you can see the numbers. And if you pay attention close enough, like, it, I don't know. It's just like, I've been doing, like, we've I've been both trying to figure it out myself and I've been, bo- I've been mind boggled. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm trying I will literally to- show you places to look, but basically like, I don't know. I just recorded everything. Yeah. Well, and like I said, you should easily be at a million and, but Thanks, for man. your, I, I, either the algorithm or people, maybe people, do you think people get crunchy and report your stuff? Honestly, not really. Yeah, I don't think you. I don't think you do. Uh, you, I you don't. don't too many you, people off. That's the thing. You don't attack the right people, or you don't say the. You don't have wrong think, right? In terms of the <laughs> political narrative, you don't have wrong think. At least in terms of what the algorithm is looking for. Uh, yeah. You you kind of avoid <laughs> that whole COVID narrative in, with your memes. I've noticed. Um, I mean, I've made some COVID memes. I just feel like I don't have that much to say, and then. Well, I guess they're not. Well, well, I guess you're not. You're not as political as a lot of people are on Instagram that are memes. I just don't really care. I don't care. I want to be funny. Right. You know, it's like if I had something that's fucking funny to say about it, I would say it. I definitely made, especially recently. You know, there were some subjects that I avoided for a little bit just because I was like, no, if this group of people is clearly offended by. Um, this thing I don't need to say this thing like but I I do think that uh, a lot of groups of people have like taken that too far and so now like um, things that I know aren't fucked up to say like I'm just gonna say them and like what well, I was going to say uh, uh, that was kind of segueing nicely into where I wanted to go next, which was, you know, censorship. And we, we, we've we been talking about being banned and stuff, but uh, that's just the computer, I think, doing that half the time. But what, what about, yeah, censorship, people's, S, you know, feelings, SJWs, comedy in this new and uh, this post-COVID era? It, okay. it, do, do, do you just put the foot on the gas and, and say, fuck it? And I, 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 my, my philosophy is once, you, once you're canceled, you're free. Right. So just say the things you want to say. Don't worry about it and just keep pressing forward. No apologies. I agree with that to an extent. Like, I just don't really think that I have that many opinions that would get me canceled anyway. But I do think that, like, 
if you're trying to make it as a comic or whatever, well, I'm saying, yeah, like as a comic. Well, you're a comedy writer. You, you, you might yeah. not do stand up, but you'd make, you do comedy. Mm -hmm. Like I would call myself a comic, but I just, I was like trying to speak generally, but I do think this applies uh, to comics primarily. Yeah. You should just be like speaking your mind the whole time. Cause what, like you're going to put yourself in a box where like half of your audiences wouldn't even like appreciate the real you and like what you have to say you're going to get to a point where you're going to feel so frustrated and censored because like if you do do have success doing that like you built your audience that way and they're not going to appreciate it when you show your true colors well that's the thing yeah you've got and it's like what's the point anyway yeah you know i i do think that's that true what is the point right but I, I think that's just who we are some people just they don't do it for I, I do it to do it. I do it because I enjoy it. But some people do it because yeah. they think they're going to make money or they're going to get exactly. things out of it. No, it's true. Oh, that's I was just talking about this with one of my friends. Actually, I talk about this all the time, but What's it blows that? my mind how many people do what we do, like seemingly strictly for I don't want to use the word clout for some reason, just because it annoys me. But that's the word. Really, like, <laughs> it's the word. People just do it for like the attention and the validation and like maybe the money. But honestly, I feel like it's primarily the clout. It's like, it, uh, yeah, I felt like I lost a little bit of clout when they took my 80, my biggest account down. I have other accounts, but none. Uh, nowhere I mean, near for close sure. To yeah, that, that's just a, a just huge it blow. Works. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's forced me to push into new. I, I've locked down all my Float Universe names and every other social media that exists out there. So I've been looking into Rumble and Twitch and I don't even know what Rumble is. Gab oh. and um, it, all these <laughs> other things that are coming out because here's the thing. I've got a message to spread and if these networks like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram are becoming censorship or uh, like uh, what's the word? When uh, echo chambers for wrong thing and I'm not allowed because they don't like what I'm putting out there. I'm going to go to these avenues where people like me are looking for these. I mean, like you too, but you know, looking for content. And it's not just about politics. It's, I can't, I can't do drug memes anymore on Instagram. I know you can't say anything. That's forget about anything. Q. Forget about Trump. Forget about Biden. And forget about Adrenochrome. I can let that go. <laughs> but I can't talk about. Yeah, you can't even talk about drugs. Right. What's there to talk about? I'm just kidding. No, no, right, but um, but that's the thing though. It's like I want to even, yeah, but, that was even your thing. but even some of these like like for example on Facebook, I noticed they're banning groups for people who want to get into canning their own food, like survivalist Why? type stuff like that. Anything that's going to prepare it's too you closely related to anything that's over the over the target, you're going to catch flack. So if it's anything going against, like I said, wrong. If you're if you've got wrong think and wrong think is anything that goes against their narrative. Uh, mm -hmm. And even even if it's not about vaccines or or the Illuminati, if even if it's about survival off the grid, yeah, it's just that, too closely related. At the end of the day, for their comfort, you don't have to worry about the grocery stores and the supply lines if you can if you can trade food with your neighbors, if you can grow your own food, if you can hunt your own food. So, I mean, a collapse of society is survivable, but if you're dependent on Netflix and the grocery store and Walmart and Amazon, then yeah, you got problems. Mm -hmm. which is why i can't believe you'd go run into california <laughs> it's just it's literally just because my boyfriend's there i know in california it's the place you want to be you know for especially for the arts and the, the kind of yeah, stuff you're I'm doing Oakland. oh that's where you're going yeah well you're close to san francisco yeah i mean it's really funny because when i was younger i wanted to move there for no reason i just thought it was really cool 
but it's so expensive. $200,000 a year is poverty level there. I know. And then you got to walk on streets with drug needles and bum shit everywhere. Yeah, but I live in North Philly. Oh, that's true. That's true. (laughs) So it's like kind of an upgrade because there's a sunshiny, a a shiny, uh, a a warmer version, a nicer version of where you're. Oh, it's not even warm because it's in the bay. Oh, that's right. It's just gray and like fog. It's not even fog. It's smog. <laughs> well, you never know where you're going to end up. If you ever come down to Florida, by the way, the float, like I said, the float situation is about to happen for me again. So I'll have access really? to a tank. Oh, yeah. What's happening with that? Well, what what, hap- what, what happened was I lost my job over my politics at, uh, you know, and being too vocal on the Internet. Ultimately, I don't think they wanted to be connected to me. And, you know, I come in some days and I'm like, hey, you know, I think Ellen uh, is in Guantanamo Bay for crimes against humanity <laughs> I mean, shit like that. I would come in and say, or, That's you know, funny. I would say it on my Instagram for full universe, but then people that would, would, you know, would follow me at that business would also associate me with that. So even though secretly people were anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers, um, a lot of the clients there, the, my business partner ultimately, and it was other things too, but I think the past year and a half, Lines were drawn in the sand for everybody, and uh, you had to decide if you're going to get vaccinated and where you stand. If you're going to re- if you like running a business, are you going to enforce masks? I, I wasn't doing that. I don't care. I haven't worn a mask. I haven't gotten vaccinated. I haven't even taken a test, and I refuse. <laughs> so that's why I'm not working there anymore. Now going forward, there, there's a there, there were three float centers for sale here. Uh, they still are for sale, for all I know. And I had a friend looking at buying them, but at the end of the day, it didn't look like something Wait, that would. What city? Orlando. Oh, cool. So basically the same thing. But now, yeah. that's, that, now that same friends just decided to buy a float tank and I'll have access to it. So um, that's really the best scenario is just having your own private one, right? You're not having to worry about the maintenance. And what I really didn't like about working out of floats and all the time was just the random people that you'd have to deal with. You know, like it's not just inviting your friends over to, to float with you and they pay you. It's, you know, people off the street, people who Did have- people show up like really fucked up on drugs but I, like only had, freaking out. I only had that a handful of times towards the end as my popularity at the float center. Cause I was only there for two years. And in the beginning, I was not really open to like, Hey, come on, let's get as blasted as we can. Probably because I just like my own private space and I don't like to be babysitting people on drugs all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, I'm just selfish and I want my own space. But, and if you did come when I was there, you were paying uh three, $400 a night just to, you know, what the deal was you'd come float at night and you'd have the access to the float tank for eight hours. And whatever you do behind those doors is on you. Now, if you were my friend, a lot of my friends would I feel do like that could have gone bad. What's that? I feel like that could have gone really bad. It could have, but um, I vetted these people really well. And a lot of them were my friends. And <laughs> But no, I did have issues sometimes where people who didn't know what they were doing would come in in the daytime. Like I had a guy come in one time, two guys come in. And I didn't know when they came in initially that they were on mushrooms, but they were there for a two hour float. And you got to really time that right. So yeah. <laughs> they come in and I couldn't really tell. And I get put them in the tanks. They're supposed to be in there for two hours. And the one guy comes out after 15 minutes and I could just tell it, it was, it was, and so I had to babysit this guy for the next four hours and they were only supposed to be there for really? two. So oh he didn't get to float. I, so I had to do oh, that. And well, no, he didn't get back in because he was tripping so hard that he just needed to have a therapy we session just, with me. So, so even during the day, even when people weren't on even weren't, weren't on drugs, I'd have people just come. Like mother and daughter would come one time. I remember this. One, they went and floated. Woman came out of the tank after twenty minutes. They're supposed to be in there ninety minutes. She spent the the rest of the hour talking to me, and getting therapy 
just talking to me because she was telling me things that she couldn't tell anybody else or she never had told anybody else. So it opens you up. The, the tank will open you up and definitely the mushrooms will. But no, I spent a lot of time there just giving people free therapy sessions. So it'll be nice to have it now where I can just have it for Not my own that. rejuvenation. But I, I definitely tried so hard to get you uh, when I was there. Bunny, uh, Brittany got to come float. Uh, I and, know. And, and, I don't know why I've just been like a fucking mess for a while. Well, no, basically. it's cool. You, and if you weren't in Florida, you you know, you can't, you can't do it, but yeah, but we can definitely, well, you, got me, you had, like set me up with a place around here, but I just like never fucking did it for some reason. Actually I, twice. Do you, do you still want to, would you want, would you want to do it? Hell yeah. Now I would actually go through with it. Okay. Well, I'll reach out to my Philly. So the, you're still in Philly for how long? Yeah. Um, at least like two months. Okay. It was well, the one on Gerard, I think. Yeah, no, yeah, there is. I'll uh, reach out to my guy and see if we can get you a free one again. Because I had, yeah, like I, I did have it set up twice, but uh, we'll, yeah. we'll get there. So another thing I want to talk about was I saw you talking about this on Facebook today. I guess you used to be on Bottom Text, and I, I went looking for the old Bottom uh, Text IG today because you said somebody had basically hacked it, hacked it, and then I saw something in the comments that said, "No, no, no, somebody else bought it." What? No, that person didn't. No, they were talking about like a really old, the Lettuce Dog Facebook account, which that mm -hmm. happened like when Addie was still alive a million years ago. I don't so, know why they. So uh, somebody hacked the bottom text page and deleted all the bottom text people. Yeah, they, they blocked like every, they didn't block me. I think they blocked me and unblocked me because they removed me as a follower. I guess you could just remove followers at this point, but it's weird. Like they blocked everyone else who was like still associated with bottom text. Maybe it was because like, I wasn't on the show anymore, but everyone who was still like current or was on the last season of the show was yeah. blocked and they changed the profile picture. And um, any, any, any projects like that coming up where you're working with any meme artists or any meme shows? Um, well, actually me and bunny, it was bunny's idea, but then she like, they like brought me on. Uh, we we're supposed to do some kind of, art show me like meme art show <sighs> it was going to start in new york actually it was going to start in philly and new york and we wanted to do like a tour and at least do like la and try and do somewhere on the west coast i mean i know la's on the west coast but somewhere else um and we were gonna like plan for it for february <laughs> um but we just kind of put it on pause because we were planning that before everyone started massively giving a shit about COVID again. And there's just oh, like a yeah. lot going on. Yeah. It was annoying though. Cause like, um, we've gotten some basically people with money involved and they were going to like have us speak at some event and pay us for it. And like, I Soylent was saying that they would sponsor it. And like, we had gotten it some other sponsors. So it's something I think we just kind of have on hold, but are still going to do. Um, you should make a book out of know. your memes. Everyone always, my mom says that all the time. Cause yours, like I'm making a book of memes, but a lot of them are just like, they're memes, right? It's not like real original stuff. It's just words and pictures, which is yours is your own, basically artwork. It's artwork, your, your stuff. So yeah, you definitely should make like a coffee table, like, you know, like a photography book. Yeah. That's what my mom was made. Like do. David LaChapelle. I used to have these big David LaChapelle books. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, oh, speaking of photography, I really liked your video. The other scene, uh, career as a meme queen, oh. capturing the internet with Gene. Oh, is that Smirnoff? Yeah. That was really cool. Awesome. <clears throat> How'd that, that come was about? Amazing. Huh? How did that they come just, about? Like, reached, honestly, like 
that whole experience was incredible. Because I, um, uh, I looked at his portfolio. He's he's no joke. Yeah, he you know, shot he's... a lot of famous people yeah, like he... Yoko Ono and like the um, Portland, like the everyone from Portlandia. Yeah, yeah. Like a bunch of other people. He was awesome. Um, but yeah, basically these two um, videographers or I guess like documentarian dudes from Nashville reached out to me and they were like, hey, um, I've actually, well, the one did. It's like, I've been following you for a long time. Um, me and my partner are working on this documentary about like the lives of internet celebrities, I guess. And he's like, uh, would you want your own episode? Like, it's like a little mini doc thing. And they paid me for it and everything. They flew out here. I got to choose. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. The whole thing was so cool. It's like a professional photo shoot. And I was like, I, I was like, how about for the theme? I convinced them to go to this like, really shitty gaudy motel room that i used to do drugs and it's like themed rooms and it's all from the 70s and i was like oh can we do it there and like the concept will be i'm on my phone you know all like dressed up and at a party surrounded by tons of people but like in reality i'm alone you know yeah this- i like that picture where it was you were like blue and the other people were like it was just like you singled out but there were all mm-hmm. the other people next to you really cool it was cool because i got to just invite all my friends to have a party <laughs> you know and yeah. it gets to be a photo shoot. It was really fun. No, I enjoyed that. You know, think about, I was doing a little bit of research before I talked to you today. And a lot of the stuff I'd found before seemed like it was gone off of YouTube. And it really, I had to really write a bunch of words, terms out to find the one we just talked about. Because just typing Namaste to home dad, or even putting the dots between the letters, even putting put Joel after, you have to put your full name, you have to put Namaste at home dad, and you have to put me. Really? Oh yeah, it's really hard. And you, that's I remember there used to be another video of you on YouTube. I can't find that one anymore. The other interview you did Which with the, with the guy. Oh, um, why can't I think of the name of? It? There's two of them. One of them's really hard to find. The other one, the Lean Coffee Shop one, that one's easy to find because it has like half a million views at least. I think way more than that now. Uh, well, it's just hard in general to find anything on YouTube because anything anymore. They, they everything push the shit. legacy media stuff exactly. It's all. Um, what Late night that? with Seth Meyers uh, recommendations. It's so awful. Even like I've, I've well, been talking about this so much recently. Even like Google is useless now. I was talking about this on Hamilton Morris's podcast. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm surprised though. I was able to find the 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 documentary episode pretty easily just by typing in Joelle Bouchard. Well, maybe the you know I, I I'm a big believer that a lot of our profiles and stuff they learn about yeah, us that, and, maybe, I mean, and maybe they block things that we may be looking for because who knows you know, how these things work but another thing i like which i'm trying to get into but i just can't get into the groove but you're really good at it so not only are you great at your memes but i love your tiktok i love your little characters and that's what i meant when i said Thanks. the cindy sherman do you know who cindy sherman is no i was gonna say that at the beginning <laughs> world famous <laughs> photographer and she'd always take self-portraits of herself with different styles she always looked different you can never tell it was her half the time she's world famous photographer for doing self-portraits that look totally cool. different each time so you so your tiktok reminds me of that i that's something that i think i'm going to start doing a lot your personalities you should have like a little tv show or something thanks that's what i want and it sucked because that's what the adult swim show was supposed to be it was supposed to be a skit show and they were so funny like we actually did film a bunch of them and they all got destroyed in a car accident and it sucked because the ones that we filmed like sure they were really shitty quality like none of us had any idea what we were doing but they were so funny 
and now no one's ever going to get to see them. But that's, uh, I don't know, for me, it's just like, I've been alone for the past couple of years. I don't have anyone, I don't have equipment and I don't have anyone to help me film. I'm supposed to be getting like a nice uh, ring light. Um, oh man, thing. if you were here, we could do that all the time. I know it's annoying. Like I, I hate to say this, but I'm not, and this is the part I hate to say, I'm kind of jealous of people who not, and like not in a shitty way, like I'm like mad at them or something, but I just wish I could find like, a good comedy partner but i can never find one me like I too end, right i always end up like linking up with somebody for a little bit and collaborating with them for a little while and then like they get canceled or they fuck me over or it just is like not what it should be speaking of and I don't know, somebody that's kind of fucked you over that i'm actually kind of interested in as a as a as a person i find them extremely fascinating is brad trammell is that how you oh say his gosh. last name I think it's Brad Trammell. Trammell. Actually, I just okay. ta- I talked about this on Hamilton Morris's podcast. I told the whole story on there, but I'll talk about it if you want. Oh no no no! You know what? Then <laughs> let's talk about instead of talking about Brad, which probably very few of my audience knows who that is. Let's talk about Hamilton because that's where my audience would like to hear. Anyway, so yeah, so I'm I'm sure. Hamilton invite you. I on talked it. about you on there. <laughs> well, I can't wait to listen to because I'm a Patreon supporter. I called really. I called you a conspiracy theorist, but I was trying to say it in like. I was like, he's a good dude, though. He's my friend. <laughs> it's okay. I'm a listen. If, when people do the homework, they realize that you know the Alex uh, was right. Jar is very full at this point in time uh, over the past few years. So Wait, look at, you know, there's like you know Alex Jones has all these conspiracies that people said, oh, that'll never happen. But well, it's like I just don't. What other word am I supposed to use? Well, that was a word that the CIA term. actually created to make people that were. I've heard that exposing these things, like the JFK thing look like idiots and crazy people yeah, but like what's the term then like truther but what if i don't agree with everything that you said no conspiracy theories I'm, say- I'm not arguing with it I, I like it i'm okay with it but i'm just saying it it does it does it's a it's a loaded it has term an, that's what i'm saying though is like it does have like a negative context but i feel like there's no it's either like completely negative or completely positive it's either truther or conspiracy theorist there's not just yeah what else is there that's really uh, what I want uh, to i'm told all about it so how did that come about did he just like message you yeah i mean he's followed me for a few years i think probably like two years and i always say i'm like liking my memes and he'll comment sometimes not too often um i i don't remember i mean he did ask me like i didn't ask him to be on his podcast but i honestly i don't know i I wouldn't really ask for something like that because i would just be terrified to like be rejected or come off as not be rejected but i wouldn't want to come off as like wanting to use somebody or something but well, yeah, think, I want to ask her to be on mine, but I'm like, I don't part of me doesn't want to be rejected ever. And so I only try to go for like 100 percent things. And then a lot of times I go for people that I know I think are going to be 100 percent for me. But they're so like not wanting to expose themselves as a person with the things they want to talk about that they won't come on the podcast. So the people I want I see that. that are like they're nobodies. Nobody even knows who they are. They're not they're not blue checks, not famous. But and I really want to talk to them like this one guy I talked to. I, sh- I God, I wish I would have re- would, would have been able to record it because I was gonna. I was talking to this guy about the Majestic Twelve and UFOs and all these things that have been released, and he was telling me all these things. And then I go on the boards the next day, and he gets exposed as a fraud. So it's like, uh, you know, what I mean, really? so yeah. So all these people, it, it's hard to vet these people. People back out. I mean, we've had a hard time just getting this this to go, and so. I'm waiting until I get a little bit bigger and then I'm going to ask. Um, oh, wait. 
Hamilton. Sorry, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't die. Like there's been people I've been wanting to talk to on my podcast and then they just die. Like, um, like, <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't die either. Like uh-huh. Addie, like Addie died. Right. I was going to have her on the yeah. podcast, but she died. And so then funny. what's his name? Slim Jim. He died. I'm so fucking awful. I was Andy. just talking about that yesterday. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my God. Wait, Hamilton Morris doesn't believe in aliens. Well, that's so weird to me i was like are you serious dude i was like i understand not being like positive that they but do you you believe in them right you listen to yes me i believe they may be angels and demons but they're definitely not of this earth extraterrestrial okay. for sure so definitely yeah well i mean what, what i find interesting about hamilton and i have so many good questions for him is like about god and what are you experiencing on a psychedelic yeah aliens do they exist or no have you not encountered an entity on dmt would that not be considered an alien he seemed so like turned off to the idea like even considering that it could be possible like we got into it a little bit because he was like at the end of the podcast he was like anything else you want to talk about i'm like yeah aliens because i was like you know what i'm going on there and i'm telling my fucking ufo story you know the one that i tell all the time but i'm speaking of which um i listened to our last podcast to make sure well because i know at the end it was like the dog story or the alien story and did at I the end, the dog story? I feel like I told the dog story. You did because you're like, oh, I, everybody knows I tell the alien story, and they don't want to hear that. So I'm like, okay, tell yeah. The dog but story. I was like, wait, I was like, I don't have it recorded anywhere though, and I'm like, this is the perfect place. Well, we're gonna do it again tonight if you don't mind, because Hamilton's is gonna be behind a paywall, and mine won't be. Okay, I don't care. I so, like I said it on his podcast. I'm like, my ego demands that I tell that story like 40 times a week. Okay, good. So we'll get to oh, that at the end. Um, okay. I still got a few more things. Now, does my stalker? still stalk uh stalk you i think she finally stopped but dude she was fucking scary yeah like, that girl's scary and she's like aggressive yeah like, she'll be mean like she, it's like she thinks we're on this level where we're like sisters so she can like criticize me or like talk down to me and it's cool because we're just so fucking tight but like we're not she thinks you're psychically communicating with her yeah she thinks well she, she said she she's like I thought she was channeling me. Yes, that's yes. Like kinda, even if you thought that, like, that's fucking rude. You shouldn't be invading someone else's brain. Like, even though it's not happening, like, I know. Get the fuck out of my <laughs> brain. That's like boundaries much. Get some. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, yeah, she's kind of calmed down with me. I blocked her on everything. So that kind of helps. But she has so many accounts. I kind of yeah. feel bad talking about her like this right now, but I, whatever. She no, so it's okay. Accounts. It's okay. Um, so yeah, uh, well, let's see. Oh, right, right at about an hour. That's great. Um, <laughs> so what else do I want to talk about? Basically, we've covered everything I wanted to talk about. We've caught up in um, censorship and comedy and being shadow banned, and we'd have so many more followers, and it would be just you know, you so uh, you're how do you so you sell t shirts? That's going, uh, what's the t shirt shop people can go to? Um, mine is namasteathomedad.com. Just just straight I, mama stay at home, dad, no dots, right? Yeah. But cool. I also have like a collaboration with, it used to be good Vietnam shirts, but now it's just good shirts and their website is the good shirts. And I I have like, um, right now we have two designs as a collaboration, but they're both pretty good. There's like the share t-shirt that's like, don't call yourself an atheist if you believe in life after love, which is one of my most successful memes of all time. And then the other one's like, at least I'm not like, you know, the A24 logo. It's like, at least I'm not a 24-year-old with a Pulp Fiction poster in my uh, bedroom. Yeah, that one yeah. does pretty well. So do you see an uptick in sales when you have a successful meme that gets like 10,000 likes? 
<clears throat> honestly, uh, I don't get that anymore. Because I, I haven't had anything have like 10,000 likes in forever. And also, no, I really have to advertise, but they block the shit out of posts where you're trying to sell something. It's so hard to sell. You mean even if you're advertising with money or if you're just trying to sell without it paying? With I've never paid for ads, but I'm about to start doing that because like there's no other option. Well, right. I mean, that's what they want you to do. That's the whole point is uh, yeah, I, I have like, a friend that does hair and she's like, yeah, she's like, I have to at this point. I, I post to. pictures of my hair with no money and I there nobody looks at my profile. Um, but I put advertising behind the money and it's there. I'm like, oh, OK, so they really do. Throw you have it. to before you could like they would block it a little bit. But now they're just like, you know what? Fuck you. We're not going to show this to anybody at all. Well, then it you goes you know, well, then the only way to beat that really is to truly create something viral to be so good that it just gets shared organically. That's really the best advertising, but you've got to be, and you have that capability, but it, it, it did it a couple of times. Like when I made the, um, it's the one shirt, it had a picture of a Neopet on it. And it was like, I was created in God's image, faith and gay that one, like they blocked it, but it got so many shares naturally. But it was like, oh my god, it was so fucking annoying. You want to do all good on Instagram? Make anime themed bullshit memes. I don't. It, I just. Yeah, you're right. But I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. And actually, it's true. But it doesn't work for my my followers. Don't like it because every once in a while, like I mean, I like anime to an extent. Well, yeah, that's true. Your audience is like an authentic anime following, probably not 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 the majority at least. Like, there's some of them that like it, but it's just it's never been an element of my page. So like my audience isn't based off that, but you totally can like build an audience off of that and then milk it forever. Oh, but yeah. I didn't build my audience that way is what I'm saying. So it doesn't really. So, and so, anytime I use, so, I, I, sorry, what? Oh, no, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was saying I, like, there's a couple of times where I'm like, I guess I can use an anime character for this one. And I just never really like the aesthetic and I feel like it doesn't do too well. But I think yeah. it's because I end up just deleting it so fast. I'm like, this looks fucking stupid. Well, part of the problem with me is I don't know that uh, I truly Damn. like I don't know the characters. I don't know the storyline. So like, for example, if I'm doing something sci fi or with the band Tool or Joe Rogan, like uh, my audience gets that they know that they resonate and it's an instantaneous 50 percent of the people like it. Yeah. Um, my next question was going to be. Where do you see this going? Um, I have a theory that in the future, we all have blue check marks, right? Because there cannot be any Anons in the censored future, right? We all have to know who you are. So that's my prediction that forget, I wanted a blue check for so long, but I said, you know what? I, I can never get one with these um, takedowns and these content uh, violations. Yeah, they probably won't give it to you. Well, that's part of the thing to get a blue check is you can't have any community guideline violations. Mm-hmm. I tried to apply after I had my documentary and they still didn't give it to me. It doesn't, it's so confusing because I've seen people get them for so much less. I think actually, if you have like a manager, they can sort of like pull that off for you. Cause there's been a couple of meme pages that I know have the same manager. I'm not going to say if they are, but I know they have the same manager and like, they've had like, like right when they got the manager, they got like an article, but it still wasn't like that big of a deal. And then they immediately got blue check marks. Um, yeah. I've seen people like pay for them somehow. I've seen but, it too, I mean, but I don't like, trust those people that do that. I'm like, well, this could just be a total scam. I mean, generally, yeah. It's not like if you see someone offering that service, fuck no, you're just going to get your page. Well, I lost $250 on a guy that when I first lost my um, main account there for real, I'm like, 
some guy reached somebody on Twitter is like, Hey, you should talk to this person. And I, I, I gave them 250 bucks. They wanted 500. Oh I, said, I said, show me something. And, and, they, and they showed me a little something, but I couldn't tell if it was really real or not. I, I should have known better, but, um, he said, Oh yeah, if I don't do it now, it's going to go down in the next five days. I'm like, all right, whatever. But ultimately nothing happened. The, apparently the account's still there because I can log in and it'll send me to the screen that says I'm locked yeah. out of it. But, uh, you know, so it's That's not gone. Strange. It's weird. I accept so, it. And part of it's like keeping me out of there. Like it keeps me healthy sometimes and I'm not just obsessed with it. Yeah. I know what you mean. I feel like I lost the obsession after being shadow banned for like two years. Like I can remove myself from it and it doesn't drive me yeah. crazy anymore. Yeah. I, okay. So I have, I don't know if I messed this up or not. Like I'm really hoping that I didn't, there's a good chance I did. Um, the ed, an editor at the guardian reached out to me and like offered me my own column sometimes, which like, honestly is something that I really wanted to do. And like the pay was really good. That's also why I'm like, well, hopefully I can just reach out to him and be like, Hey, can I do that now? Like, sorry, I fucked up before I was going through some shit. Cause basically I was, I've been supposed to have written, uh, wrote, been wrote this article, um, about cringe culture actually for the guardian. Um, but then I just like, I was just going through too much shit and I didn't do it. Um, and it sucks because like the guy, like I said, he offered like me my own column. And if you're a journalist, you get a blue check mark immediately. I'm surprised you don't have a Patreon. Me too. I'm just a mess. I just like. You could actually, totally be like Brad Trammell and do your monthly report of your sarcasm, <laughs> your car, <laughs> your car, your sarcasm and your wit. <laughs> you're like the ant you're the anti 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 antithesis antithesis <laughs> to brad mm-hmm. like you're yeah. a female and you you are witty and and uh you're 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 a true artist i don't know if you consider yourself one but you definitely thanks. Also, i would consider a true artist and i don't give that title to too many people thanks a lot yeah i mean i do think like my work's really authentic and i definitely put a lot of like passion and like my dedicate my entire life to it. well your, your artwork is good but also your criticism of other art and society is good too. You're not, you know what I mean? So I like that you're well, you're well-rounded. Yeah. I want it to be like, I don't want it to be like criticism necessarily, even though like I definitely word it in a way that would be construed as negative. Like I'm not ignorant to that fact, but I want it to be more of like a reflection of the absurdity of the human condition as reflected through like modern trends and stuff like that. You get what I'm saying? Like Funko Pops. Yeah. Like just, like pointing out how ridiculous everything is, but it doesn't ha- necessarily have to mean it's bad. Yeah. Like I'll kind of make these like caricatures of different types of people, or it'll be like focused on one thing. Well, that's, that's kind like of really yeah. Your memes seem like the yeah, like they're caricatures and um, stereotypes. Exactly, but it's and like, that's funny. Thanks, I think so. But it's like I don't when I'm like making fun of something it's it's not like a judgment it's more of just like an observation because judgment means like good or bad observation is just like hey this is how this thing seems or like here's like one aspect to the truth like i kind of get upset a little bit when i'll make a meme about something and even though like i'm i don't know i feel like people lost remember when like roast comedy everyone knew what the fuck that was and like usually it would just be like the like the roast of whoever on comedy central but like that's essentially what i'm doing and it's like when people do roast comedy like they're making fun of things that they know and like like 
the roast of whoever on Comedy Central, it's always their friends doing it. It's not people who fucking hate them going up and just being like, this person's a fucking scumbag. Like, no, it's their <laughs> friends saying that. So it's supposed to be very similar to that. It's like, I'm making fun of things that I know and things that I probably do myself or my friends right. do. It's not supposed to be like, I get upset, not upset, but like, I'm just kind of like, ugh. when people show up and they're like, oh yeah, like I fucking hate this thing too. It's like, I don't hate it. Like maybe every once in a while, sure, I'll make a meme about something that I hate, but that's not like why I'm making fun of everything. Yeah, you know? no, it's observational. Like uh, I, I was doing the same thing, basically, like Wooks and drug users and hippies, exactly. all, all the people that would come into the float center. There's a certain everybody was different. And there's the Joe Rogan bro and all different types. So, oh, but speaking of which, Joe Rogan, any input on that? Any thoughts on uh <laughs> What's been going on with it? it, Whoopi is kind of in there too with the with her, you know, Holocaust and. I have a weird theory. But hold on, I want to lie down. My bed's all squeaky. Sorry. I have this weird feeling. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. Like they did it kind of with like. Did you see like the? I I don't know. I was making fun of the whole like Peter Dinklage beef with like the Disney's live action Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And I was like, wait, this is literally the same plot to the Joe Rogan Neil Young beef where he's like, this is problematic. So then, and like, it's like, okay, so then we're going to get rid of this. And, um, yeah, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg, it's like, I feel like mainstream, like big media with like a lot of money behind it is finally being like, oh, okay, like you guys, you guys like cancel culture, right? Like this is what happens when we actually do this. How do you like it now? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't really think that that's their intention, but I think that that's like the effect. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think a lot of people are like, fuck yeah, Joe Rogan should get taken off of Spotify or like Whoopi Goldberg should be fucking whatever she had like a two two week suspension or something but i think it's kind of like opening or like waking people up to just how ridiculous the whole thing actually is that's what it did for me i got to the point where i said i don't care anymore i'm gonna say what i I say and if it comes off as offensive i'm not coming from an offensive place but if you take it that way i can stand in my truth and defend it and not have to worry because i'm not coming from an evil or dark place exactly i feel like a lot of people are realizing how now that it's on this like massive scale and it's like, we're doing what you wanted us to, like you wanted us to take away this person's career. We're doing that now. And so people actually see what happens and they're like, this is kind of ridiculous and very extreme. Well, unlike me, most people have a legitimate reason to worry about what they say. You know, they have a real job. They have an employer. They have kids to feed. You know, I, I don't have any of that, really. I can. Yeah, exactly. I, I've devoted myself a few years, you know, a few years ago between you and John and a few other people, I kind of made a conscious decision to like consciously immerse myself in the world of memes and to try to become a meme myself. And <laughs> I knew that by doing that, that would be basically nuking uh, any wor- the professional world of LinkedIn and who is, who, yeah, is same. Who, who is not float, but who is Garrett? Who is that? Cause that's really, but who is, who is pulling the strings behind this character? And it's not really a character. Float is the person that is really a more, more, more what I actually am. Like it's the real genuine me, but yeah. it's a way to protect my friends and family around me because yeah, um, people get, a lot of people have been killed for a lot less than what I've been saying over the past two years. So it's only through comedy where I've been able to fly under the radar of censorship, but it's been getting harder and harder. Um, as you can tell, you're not, it feels uh, impossible. you're almost apolitical it seems, and you get dragged into censorship and shadow banning yeah. as well. 
it's really it's intense. So you're going to be able to meme in five years. What's your five year prediction on memes? Wait, what do you mean? Well, we're seeing more more and more censorship. You've got like disclaimers at the bottom of memes now, you know, with the COVID-19 over the past two years and other things, uh, uh, fact checkers. Like I said, I have my I have my theory. Everybody's going to have a blue check. We're all going to be. You have to be authenticated. It's like a dating. Yeah, I think app. you're gonna have to be authenticated. I try and think. I I actually try to think about this a lot, and I it's gotten to a point where I feel like I can't predict it because it's already too extreme, too ridiculous. I can't imagine it getting any worse, but it doesn't seem to be getting any better, and I can't really imagine it getting better either. But I just I really can't make a prediction. My prediction is, besides the blue checks, um, you're going to have to, because once you institute blue checks, you're not going to have anonymous meme accounts. That's a good point. And so I like underestimate how many people operate on the internet anonymously, even though I spend a lot of time in places where people are doing that. I don't know. It's like weird to me. Like, why would you not want to be yourself? I mean, I guess a lot of people just want to be fucked up on there. Or well, like it depends on what job, you're putting out. Like if blah, you're putting blah, out blah. things that are politically dangerous or something that your company might not, you know, your company's going to frown upon, yeah. you've got to stay mm-hmm. anonymous. I was just talking about drugs. Half the things I talk about are illegal. Yeah, it's true. And I and, just kind of always, mm, I feel like I've always kind of lived the lifestyle that I live now. So I don't even think of it. Like I would never not post something because of a job. Maybe if I had a job where I was making like $150,000 a year, I would think. Well, that's the thing, but you, you've always been this character and, and the artist and you you know what i mean like exactly. you've never i've always so looked like that. you haven't you, you haven't sacrificed your old self you've always been this which is which is great you know it's your like because your true authentic you and your your triumphs and your ups and downs and your strikes and gutters yeah, yeah there's a lot of mentally it's ill so dark. meme uh makers out there and i've met there really is a lot of them uh in my uh, dms it's disturbing. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people mental illness, a lot of people on drugs, a lot of people that have been abused. Um, yeah, a lot of people know, are like, suffering. That's like something. I mean, I feel like that's just people in general, and I can, especially people that are attracted to art and comedy, especially the people that are attracted to online spaces. It makes perfect sense to me. I hate to say this, but like, I don't. I used I used to be so involved in like the meme community, and I just tried to be supportive of everybody. That's why I follow so many fucking people. Um, but just because of like how involved I was in the meme community, like I've met so many of these people and like a lot of them in person are just not who they appear to be online. And they're like compulsive liars or just have like an entirely constructed identity. And they like tout these politics that they don't really have just as like a cover to hide like the predator that they really are. And it's like insane. It's not just like a small amount of people either. It was a lot. It's happened mm-hmm. over and over again. It's so discouraging. That's like part of another part of the reason where I just like stopped trying to work with a lot of people because that just kept happening. It's like, yeah, well, especially on I, I, in my experience, people on the left side of the meme world are a little bit more mentally challenged than on the right side. In my well, it's experience, like the way I don't think that they're more. I think that they're just disguised. Like people on the right are open about their like hateful views or like how they feel about women or whatever exactly but people on the left 
it's the perfect place to hide and it's the perfect place to find victims because that's right. where they all are. And as, as long as you learn their language and, you that, know, that's like what the, it right, is. It's the victim, you're right. It's the victim stuff. It's on it's the, the left. The victims and it's the perfect disguise to be like, I'm not a predator. I'm a communist. Right. I'm right. non-binary. You know, like as long as you say those things, like you have to trust me. Yep. I, I think that all the time with uh, a lot of trans men, that's their that's their game or trans women. I mean, uh, that the, they're immensely ill men that just want to invade women's spaces. I don't I mean, like I have a lot of friends that are trans. I don't think it's like I don't think it's common, but it's I, I think it's happened. Like, I think it happens I, I a lot know. more than we'd like to than we know. But I also think that, that trans people in general are so small of a, 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 a portion of the population that what I'm saying is not that significant, ultimately. Yeah, exactly. Because um, the media just takes something and blows it up, makes it way exactly. bigger than it actually is. Exactly. Like, you know, Blair White. Yes. Exactly. Like, I think what happens is, especially people on the right, like that's really their only exposure to uh, like the only exposure that they have to trans people because like they don't fuck with them really or it's just not it's like, not in their little hometown you know they don't see it at the corner store e exactly so they they're see just it on tiktok seeing... they see the most extreme example exactly yeah that's basically what i was gonna say tiktok and, like youtube she just, mental her... illness yeah exactly like yeah she, she'll just like take the most negative stories that she can find and make them sound even worse than they actually are a lot of the time and just that's what people see so they think like that's, I don't know. You get what I'm saying. You get you, you, saying. You've been a good there. ally. I, I can say that 100% confidence about you <laughs> as a person observing you over the past four or five years that I've known you. You have been authentic and true to your beliefs. You pass. Thanks. You, you, we may not agree on everything, but I love you to death. And I think you're awesome and talented yeah, and uh, a good friend. Uh, one of the few friends that has actually stuck with me through this whole meme journey. Um, so. For sure. I appreciate it. And let's see if there's anything else. I mean, that's pretty much it for what I wanted to talk about. If, I don't know if there's anything I else. I came you... totally unprepared. I never well, know what to do with these things. Oh, well, no, it's just, I mean, with me and you, it's just catching up. And I yeah. think it's interesting that people can hear two people who are really deep in this meme stuff, hear what really kind of goes on behind the scenes. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's cool that you're making money with it. And even though you're getting banned and you should have a million followers and you should be... Thanks way more famous but that i think that time will come for you and i think there's a refinement period in all of us that uh, gets us ready for the real game and so i like to thank yeah, for both of us that it's, it. it's it still hasn't you know really even started yeah like, i'm not best. too worried about it i'm like confident as long as we continue to pursue what we are doing i mean things are falling into place i, I, I would agree on yeah. fucking hamilton morris's podcast it was pretty good yeah congratulations on all your success the it's been wonderful watching you you're almost um, by the time people listen to this i can imagine you'll be at a hundred thousand um, i don't know they're really fucking when are you gonna I, put this up oh well probably maybe a week okay um, yeah but they're really like knocking my followers down it's so well i know i got a guy that's been sitting on ten thousand for like six months it's infuriating yeah, I think he feels he can see the little, you know, he hasn't even got to that I, point where it says 10K. It just says 9958 or something. That's so awful. Yeah, that would drive like me insane. Torture. But it's also, I think, as much as they do, you do get banned and stuff and you get shadow banned, I think there's something about your mind and how it affects your reality. And I think that literally translates into electronics, meaning if you want something so bad, it's the law of attraction. 
you, you're putting out that energy of not having it, meaning the universe is going to continue to give the, give you the reality of not having it. So it's like, oh, I don't have that 100,000 yet. Oh, I wish I had it. I wish I had it. That's the same energy as not having it. And so the universe just understands, hey, she's putting out the energy of not having it. I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to reinforce that reality with that, uh, you know, like you're not going to get it. So that's, that's what I believe. So yes, of course, I believe in the, the, the physical world of yes, computers and bands and shadow bands and all this stuff. But I also believe that because I know people that are sitting on these numbers of 999, whatever, and they're not putting out controversial stuff. They're putting out pictures of their own naked body or half naked body. So it's not even mm-hmm. about memes or politics. I think yeah, it's, no, the, it's, not. it's about that. I mean, part of it is for some of us, but a, a part of it is just like, I want it so bad. You don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Law of attraction. So for you, my prescription would be to let go. I wouldn't just, I would just let go for a, a couple of days. Well, don't care about it. Well, here's the thing. That's what I was just doing. But now, like literally starting two days ago, like I did that. Like I wasn't posting at all for maybe like a month. I posted like two memes and I was just like, I don't even fucking care. Like I need to focus on other things. I'm just going to like let it go. But then the other night, I just kind of feel like, mm, I don't know, like, I don't know how to explain. I feel like I just got... I don't know how to explain it at all. I don't know how to, I just got better. And like my creativity came back nice. and my energy came Your back. Mojo. And everything else. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Like, and I have all these really good ideas that I know are really good. And I've already like, I had like a bunch of good themes lined up and I know they're going to do well. Like the one I posted today did really well and I knew it would. And my followers are going up. Like I went up 300 followers in the past couple of days, which hasn't happened in a while. So like, I think it's going to, I think I've picked up the steam and it's, I'm going to keep going with it. Actually, I, good. It's happen, I, I feel it. Well, you got, like I said, well, you've got this surge of the Hamilton Morris thing. You're going to get posted <laughs> and you got me going to post it and everything else. So it's like, you think about just a little, I just feel stuff like you, I'm back. Yeah. Oh, definitely. No, you definitely okay. are. I feel it too. So thanks for being with me tonight. Um, namaste at home, dad on Instagram with the dots between the name namaste dot at dot home dot dad. Um, what else, where, where else are you at? People can find you. Honestly, I mostly care about the Instagram. I'm on TikTok too, but I don't even, let me look that up real quick. You're on Twitter as well. And that's a lot. You're on Facebook and Twitter. I um, have a Facebook page. It's just Namaste at home dad. Um, I, I don't use my Twitter. The TikTok, I think I'm about to start using again. Yeah, go follow her on TikTok because you're going to get something different than the memes. You're going to get her actual. My videos are good. Yeah, the Honestly, videos are I, great. Like and some my TikTok is just at Namaste at Home Dad with it's all one word. How many um, followers are you on TikTok now? I only have two thousand four hundred on there, but I've hardly posted anything. Like I didn't post anything at all except for one thing this year, and then like. Well, that's the thing. The last you gotta, thing I posted, I got like ten thousand views. I don't know. Like I got a fresh algorithm there that doesn't know that you're a uh you know shadow ban worthy. So you need to exactly keep posting because I know people that have garbage and they get up to a million followers. No, like having. 100,000 followers on Instagram is like having millions on TikTok, honestly. And I, like I've posted maybe like nine videos on TikTok and two of them have 90,000 views and they did really well and went like pretty viral on other platforms. So I don't know, like not to sound cocky or anything, but I'm really confident about my video content. I just haven't been making it. Oh, here's what you but should do, once, by the way. Here's some advice yeah. with, with, with your little TikTok videos. Those would do great on YouTube. You think? How? Because, here, here, well, here's the thing. I'm sitting at home. They're short. 
I, well, no, that's the great thing about what I like about how I use YouTube. And I've noticed a lot of people are doing this too. So you'll get suggestions. And a lot of times on my suggestions, the first one will be like a 15, 20 second, 30 second video. And that's sometimes all I want. And it's funny. And that's all I needed. Really? I never get that. I never look at that. If I'm on YouTube, I watch really long videos. But if that too, but, exists. But, 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 but I'm telling you, there's a whole community. Yeah, on, I just wasn't aware that it existed. But if you're telling me there is, I'll put them on and, there. And your, your content would do good on YouTube because you don't have wrong think. So you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't talk about the, 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 the narrative. You don't talk about the Great Reset, Build Back Better, COVID-19, QAnon. You don't talk about any of those things. So you're good to go. Yeah. Every once in a while, like ironically, what like, oh, oh my God, there's a meme that I was actually going to make tonight about, I was going to put the words conspiracy theorists and then talk about Freemasons. Can I, can I read you what the meme is? Oh yeah, please. Exclusive. Have it somewhere else. So when you have an idea for a meme, do you put it like, do you like make a sound recording or do you write it in a note? Like No, I, I send it. Sorry. I keep cutting you off. I don't know why I'm doing that. Oh, you're fine. I, I send it to myself through Facebook Messenger. I've always done this. I do it all day long. Okay, I do it in my but Apple it's, Notes. It's smart because you can use the search bar and just like pull up keywords. So uh, sometimes I'll be like, I feel like I thought of a good concept about this thing. And I'll just type in like whatever it is. And then like a bunch of my notes of like mm -hmm. previous ideas that I have will come up for it. And sometimes I'll just scroll through. I'll just like pick a random date and look around, see what I thought of and find an old joke i made like two years ago and make a meme about it and it'll blow up but the the one i was gonna make tonight it was like conspiracy theorists be like oh no freemasons they're gonna play shuffleboard in a basement and wear silly hats and smell like coleslaw oh no ah. oh yeah i saw that on your facebook before i uh got on here that was that was a good one i'm waiting for that because that's i see your comments on facebook and i'm like oh that will probably be a meme later yeah i usually just go on there to, i don't care about facebook anymore like the community that I used to care about on there pretty much totally fell apart and it just doesn't really do anything for me. Yeah. Weird, uh, but weird I go Facebook. On there to like, huh? Weird yeah, exactly. Facebook. Like it kind of still exists, but like, I don't care. Yeah. It's just no, not it's, it's the, the, the platforms are definitely changing and censorship is taking a lot of great content. Even people who, like I said, uh, are, even create stuff that, supports the narrative they get taken down you know what i mean it's so, that's, so dumb that's the irony is the people that I know. they get caught up in the uh the ai exactly it just wrecks everything. okay so one last thing we got to get it mm -hmm. before we go here the alien story oh it's long i'll do it should we save right. it for the next time it's up to you it'd probably take like five minutes oh that's not long seven minutes but let's, let's hear it like there's an additional part to it that I only just realized recently, which makes it even crazier. Okay, I'm okay. ready. Okay, so um, I'm going to start the story the same way I always do by making people who haven't heard it before not believe me by saying the night of my senior prom 2009, I took acid. But my best friend who I brought with me as a date, we've been best friends since we were four and my, our other best friend at the time, we don't really talk to her too much anymore, but not for any like negative reason. I set her up with the guy who couldn't get a date because he made a hit list and was like kind of weird. So we all went together and neither of them did any drugs at all. I would say that they're actually two of my most like normie friends. Like they don't really do anything and they're not crazy. So mm -hmm. go to prom. Okay. So, uh, 
people in New Jersey after prom, we all go down the shore. That's just a thing. We go to the beach afterwards and party like the whole next week. So we go to a party um, in Belmar, New Jersey, and it was really lame. So we all fell asleep early, except for me. I think I stayed up like a little while. And then I guess I fell asleep at one point, but then I remember I wake up and I'm just like staring at my friend who and I was like, this is weird. I don't, and he's like snoring. I'm like, there's no way I'm going back to sleep. I'm, it was still dark out, but I feel like it was like 4.30 or five in the morning. And I'm like, I'm going to go wake up my friends and see if they want to drive to the shore, which in my head, I was like, this is a horrible idea. They're probably going to be mad at me for trying to wake them up like the night after or the morning after prom, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I wake them up and I'm like, do you want to leave now so we could beat traffic? And they both are like, yeah, let's go, which I still feel like is weird. So Tony is driving the guy. Um, the girl carries riding shotgun. I'm in the back to the left. The GPS takes us towards, we're going to Ocean City. And it like, we're driving for a while. And then it takes us on this road where like, um, as soon as we got on it, I was like, what the fuck is this road? And I would not stop talking about it because it was like, you know, that kind of like cliche thing that they do in cartoons where like in a, they're in a dream or something and they're running down a hallway and it just keeps like going longer and longer and like mm-hmm. it looks the same it was just like that so we get onto this road uh it's in the pine barrens in new jersey which oh. like the pine barrens is known for having like a bunch of weird stuff happen and like aliens the, and haunted stuff it's the best sopranos um, episode too yes <laughs> so uh as soon as we get on the road i'm like what the fuck is this road? Because there was no lights. Like the sun had just started coming up. There were no lights. There were no signs, no speed limit signs even. There were no dividers in the road, but it was a two lane road because there was one car that came from the opposite direction. And there was just pine barrens on both sides, no like stores, no crossroads, nothing. It just went completely straight for miles and miles and miles. And then at the very end of the road, you could see that it like slightly turned left. And they're like, the only reason that you could even see it was because there was like this little shitty metal guardrail at the very end so i'm like freaking out about the road for a few minutes and then we're just like it's just like completely silent and we're like blasting out i don't know before we were really hyper and like singing and dancing and whatever else but how far how far into your trip were you at this point when did you take the acid i I was done tripping okay that's what i thought exactly like i took the acid at maybe like seven or eight o'clock at night and at this point it's like five in the morning yeah it's over but even still, like, but like you're, you're reverberating after, though a little bit, a little bit of yeah, resonance. Like, there's only an afterglow. Oh but, yeah. Like I said, neither of my friends were tripping. All right, so I'm looking out the window, and and all of a sudden I see this giant glowing white pulsating orb. It like, and here's the thing is, I like remember all of this perfectly, like so vividly, and it wasn't making any noise, but in my head I could hear this like woo 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 sound <laughs> but like it was like registering in my head and it was mm-hmm. i don't know how to explain that and i watch it slowly emerge out of the left side of the woods and then stop at the very end of the road like right where the guardrail was it was probably like the size of like this like a jeep or like the smallest u-haul van the way it moved it was kind of like glitching through time i don't really know how to explain that how far do you like, think it was from you physically well we ended up there's like two parts of this at, we definitely were at least like uh, like 100 feet away from it max at one point like we almost crashed into it or well, so so it's like a, an orb flying in the air of the size of yeah. a jeep, the size of a jeep yeah like it was huge it was floating like five feet off the ground so anyways 
like I'm watching it. I watch it emerge out of the ro- uh, woods and then float to the very end of the w- road. And I'm staring at it and I'm thinking, oh my God, Joel, like, what the fuck is that? Like, is that a mirage? Like, are your eyes playing tricks on you? Or I was like, I was like, you think that's like some kind of alien thing? And you took acid last night. So you broke your brain with acid because no one else is saying anything and you're fucking crazy. And this is probably going on in my head for like 20 seconds, 15 seconds. Like, I just, and then all of a sudden the girl riding shotgun carrie is like um is anyone else seeing and me and my friend tony are like oh my fucking god yeah like i thought i was going crazy like what is that like are you guys all seeing the same thing and we're all saying like what we saw we're all seeing the same thing and we're like trying to figure out if it could be like a reflection but we're like no like it's getting bigger and it's just right there and blah blah blah. okay so i mean the whole thing is weird but this is where it starts to get even weirder the closer and closer we're getting to it the more his, we're like laughing the whole time. And the closer we get to it, the more we start like, we're getting hysterical. We're like, oh my God, there's a UFO in front of us. There's a fucking UFO in front of us. Like, oh my fucking God, we're going to crash into it. We're going to crash into a UFO. Like, oh my. I remember just like getting more and more like hysterical, like crazed. And the thing is though, like my, it's in the middle of the road where we need to turn. And my friend is not slowing down. And I remember I'm thinking this, but I'm still just laughing and laughing. laughing. We're like scream laughing, like I'm like laughing so hard that like my body hurts. I'm like starting to cry. And then we're like 200 feet away from it, maybe. And that's when we're like, I remember we're laughing, 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 screaming. And that's when we start screaming in fear. And this is where, okay. Is this getting too long? No, not at all. Okay. There's Because there's like some stuff that I figured out recently. All right, so I have one memory where it just, we're like about 100 feet away from it. It's so bright that the light is filling the car. And then I just remember it shooting straight up into the sky, completely silent. And it makes like a flat line of electricity above the trees. Like when you would turn off an old TV and it makes that flat line of electricity on the screen. But here's the thing is like, after that, I don't remember ever getting off that road. I don't remember him ever even turning left. And but we did end up going to the shore house because a bunch of my friends from high school were there. My cousin was there. It was her birthday. She had a cake. We ended up getting drunk and throwing it on the roof. Um, but here's the some of the weird. I mean, the whole thing's weird, but here's some weird stuff about did, this. Do you have any so, missing time? Maybe. All right. So there's here, there's a lot of weird stuff involving time. Okay. So. This happened in 2009, right? And like I said, that guy, Tony, has been my best friend since we were four years old. We still hang out all the time. I, actually, we just tried to find this road a couple of days ago. Couldn't fucking find it. We ended up finding some like town that was abandoned in World War One. But anyways, couldn't find the road. I'm kind of convinced it doesn't exist. We're trying to find it. That's what I was thinking, like a parallel reality or something. Yeah, because like we've I've never seen it. We never saw it before and after. We've been there a million times in our fucking life. Never been on that road before or after and we were trying to find it like we were all like we've been back twice and we've driven all over the areas where it should have been it's not there oh i got a goosebump um, i just had a thought that your frequency opened some kind of portal to some kind of twilight zone episode well listen to this i predicted the date that this was going to happen and like i have fucking proof of that so i used to be obsessed i don't know if you heard this yet because like i only figured this out like over the summer. So I used to be obsessed with the number 523. And like, I'm not the kind of person, I don't ever even give a shit about numbers. Like, I don't even have a favorite number. Like, if you had to pick a number for a sports team in school, like, I never cared, never saw patterns, stuff like that mm-hmm. ever. But I think it was like my freshman or sophomore year of high school, I started seeing the number 523 everywhere. Like, and it, 
I'm 30 years old. So it wasn't like I was just on my phone all the time. You know, we weren't on our cell phones, like constantly looking. I would just see it everywhere all the time. And it was such a thing to the point where like all of my friends knew about it, would tease me about it. My family knew about it. And it should have already been a significant number because like I said, it was my cousin's birthday and mm-hmm. we're really close. We're like two weeks apart on May 10th, 1991. She's whatever, 523. So I not only start seeing the number everywhere, I'm convinced that on May 23rd, something really crazy is going to happen. And like, I would always say like something bad's going to happen, but in my head, like I would just say that to people, but I knew it didn't necessarily have to be bad. It was just like, I would be looking over my shoulder like a piano was going to fucking fall on me for years. And only like, and then eventually the obsession was removed from me. I just stopped seeing it everywhere. I stopped caring about it. But yeah, like freshman, sophomore and junior year, like I would make a huge deal about like 523 coming up and my friends would call me and they'd be like, what happened today? And like, sometimes something fucked up would happen, but I'm like, I don't think it's that. So me and my friend who I saw the UFO with, we were trying to figure out, he was like, when was the last year you stopped being obsessed with it? And I was like, oh, it was my senior year of high school. And he was like, what happened on that day? And then I realized, I looked at like photos on Facebook. I had uploaded them on 524 and they were from the day before. It was my cousin's birthday. Like the shore house that we went to, like I said, we were celebrating her birthday. She had the cake there. So it was on 523 when it happened. Mm, and nice. like, as soon as it happened, isn't that fucking insane? Um, your number was getting you ready for your Stargate experience, I guess. Your, your obsession, you know, your, your, it was a clue for what was to come. Yeah. Perhaps. And there's been some really, there's been some weird shit even recently that has happened. Like, oh, the day that me and my friend went to go. Okay. Here's a little more background. So I actually also thought that this was a false memory for a long time because I had this cousin from France that came over that I didn't know existed. And she was living at my Nona's house. That's like in the same neighborhood as my friend Tony's house. And I was like, oh, do you want to go meet my best friend? She's like, sure. We were going to smoke weed. And as we're walking over, I'm like smoking and I'm telling her this story. We walk up to his house. And he hears me telling the story. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, I'm telling her about the time that we almost crashed into that UFO. And he's like, what? I'm like, what do you mean? What? He's like, what UFO? Like, when did we ever see a UFO? I'm like, dude, are you serious? And I start telling the story. And he's like really upset. Like, he's about to start crying. He's like, I don't remember this at all. Like, why am I forgetting this? And I'm like, wait a minute. Was this just like a false memory while I was on acid? And so I start telling the story. And he like finishes it for me. He's like, wait, I do remember. And finishes the story. And I'm like, okay. I was like a little bit relieved. But then I was also like, but what if he just made that up? Or like he convinced himself that it did happen. And this was just like, I imagined all of this in my head. So for like a couple of years, I was like telling people about this still, but in the back of my head, I'm like, but what if I did make this up? And I'm just- I've had up. acid trips like that where I'm like, well, nobody's here to confirm this. But then again, exactly. I've had experiences where the other person was sober and they're like, oh, wait, that really did happen. So yeah, exactly. I, I, I believe Like the dog you. story. Yeah. Well, listen to this. So there was the third girl, but we haven't talked to her in forever. I'm like, we just need to like call her but some there's like some weird drama so like he wouldn't call her but so we we're trying to find out if like anybody else remembered um the day that we went to go find the uh the road i ended up getting in contact with the guy whose shore house it was and i called him and i was like do you remember it was the first time i talked to him in years i'm like do you remember anything weird happening when we got to the shore house he's like oh yeah you guys had just almost crashed into a ufo and i'm like oh my god so you do fucking remember that he's like yeah of course i do and then this was really weird after I got home, my mom texts me and she's like, guess who I'm with right now? I'm like, who? 
She texts me a picture of the girl, Carrie. She texts me a picture of her mom and she's eating dinner with her. She's like, I haven't seen her in 10 years. And Carrie's mom has a place card in front of her that just says 23 on it. I'm like, uh, oh, isn't that fucking weird? Like she hadn't, they weren't friends. Like they haven't seen her talk to each other in 10 years. And the one day that we're trying to go find the UFO thing, she's that she just happens to like have dinner with her. And she has the number 23, like directly in front of her. So fucking weird. What do you think about all that? How do you think that comes about? <sighs> what do you mean? Well, my experience with these kind of things is synchronicity and things like this are usually created through the mind, you know, like I put so much energy on a certain number and then I let go and then the world manifests certain realities around me where it appears that the number I'm being stalked by this number, you know, it's everywhere. 523. It's what happens to people with 1111. That's what that phenomenon is. Yeah. Awakening. But But it's not awakening. It's, it's, it's your, it's your mind being so caught up in the phenomenon through astonishment that the astonishment is creating more of it until you, like you said, you stopped caring and it it went away. There's a term. No, but like, I know what you're talking about and there's a term for that. And I think that that's genuinely the case for like 99% of this type of shit, like angel numbers and everything. Like, of course, especially nowadays, of course, you're going to see the number that you're thinking about all the time. You're looking at your phone constantly. We're always looking at numbers like likes and everything else. But Back then, like I was saying, my cousin's birthday was 523. Like that number should have already been of significance. And like, I just naturally don't pick up on pattern. I don't get obsessed with patterns like that. Like it was really like one day I was just told to be obsessed with, I don't know. I really think it was supernatural. I really do. Because that's just not how my brain works. I'm not the kind of person that gets obsessed with patterns. I know I just said this already, but like, I really just can't emphasize it enough. My brain just doesn't work that way. Well, my theory on reality is 100% the belief that it's the manifestation of the mind. Everything I've done to myself through drugs and floating and meditation and breathing and anything else you can think of has proven to me that I can't figure out how the mechanism actually works, but it's something to do with what we're thinking, how much energy we're putting behind it, our emotions. And then if you look into the law of attraction and things like that, it's basically saying the same thing that you put your energy in certain mental areas and it manifests a certain outcome. I do believe that to a large extent. I think that plays a big part in how people's realities unfold. And so people have their own special numbers, right? And it's just something that inside your pattern that creates that certain set of fields and circumstances around those patterns, like a fractal. That's what I believe. But then what? Like I manifested the alien? What, like, what? well, no, I mean, I think that be, because in the fifth dimension, there is no time, right? There's no linear time, everything just exists at once. And so, you having the phenomenon of 523 and then the aliens uh, appearing at that time basically, if they, it's all happened at the same time, but you, you've experienced through the linear, the linear path of your life. And so, it, it appears like maybe I'm manifesting these things, or maybe it's supernatural, but on another dimension of reality, it's all simultaneously happened at once. And maybe well, Maybe I agree it's with a that. Fractal, like, it's I a, think it's, along it's that a, line. So it's a fractal of the, so the core of the experience of 523 would be the, the UFO encounter, right? That would be like yeah, the, I, the, the, yes, the primary fractal that then fractals out into these other manifestations that you're experiencing as part of that core experience of 523. If I had to I, guess how, how reality manifests, that would be my guess. Yeah. I mean, I agree with like the time, like being linear, linear thing. And like it had already happened. And so like, like, I mean, everything already kind of like happened at once. So I just like knew to be. Yeah. 
Like right. I just knew you're intuitive. To, right. Exactly. No, that's perfect. That's exactly what I believe. I agree with that. So, um, cool. Well, I, is that, uh, that's the UFO story, huh? Yeah, no, that's good. I like that. It really took us to a nice spot there at the end. There's a little bit more. Oh, keep going. <laughs> it's it's short though. So, and I don't like put too much stock in this because we we're both on acid. Um, a memer sent me some really good acid and I went on vacation with my best friend, Tony in September and we took it and I'm like, we are going to talk about this and see if we can like remember anything else or whatever. And I recorded the whole thing. Actually, I put it on my story, but it was like so much that whatever. So, okay. I was like, you tell me everything that you remember. And he's like, I do remember everything clearly now. And he like told this, like, I knew, I mean, like I already, oh, this happened before we had all those people confirm it for real. So like, once he told me the story, I knew that it wasn't a fake memory and that it definitely did happen. But then as he was telling it, I started to have this other memory pop into my mind where instead of turning left, when we had to get off the road, I had this memory of the car turning right and going up. And I remember seeing his body turning right and Carrie's body turning left and my body going up and us getting sucked into a light. So this is like, this one's like pretty crazy. And I don't know how much stock I put in this. Well, no, but I, I like that one because that's why but I asked initially if you had any missing time. Okay, go ahead. So as I'm thinking this, I'm like, this has got to just be the acid. And then Tony's like, but I also remember something else. And I'm like, what? He's like, I don't remember ever turning left. Uh, he's, he, oh yeah. I was like, you never stopped. He's like, I accelerated. I'm like, why? He's like, I don't know. I like wanted to go into the light and I accelerated and I don't ever remember turning left or getting off that road. I remember us turning right. I remember my body turning right. I remember Carrie's body turning left towards the middle of the car. And I remember the light filling the car. So he remembered the exact same thing that I was remembering. And I was like, well, you know, like acid can really do some crazy things. Even just like the illusion that you're taking acid can do crazy things. Like I sold people fake acid before three do like experienced drug users. And they thought it was the best trip they ever had in their life. And they weren't lying because they ended up having to go to rehab because of it. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, maybe we're just on the same wavelength. Who knows? But it was pretty interesting. That's great. That's <laughs> a, that's a great story. I, well, the thing is too, it's like, well, after the encounter, do you remember the trip to the beach house? Do you remember that fully and clearly? No, but I remember getting there. Well, that's no, what I'm we saying. don't remember any. That's so what that's, I'm saying. It's like, well, my theory is exactly. you, you, yeah, maybe you were not, not necessarily abducted, but something happened and you were put back and you have uh, like a wiped memory from that time. I kind of think that because his memory was erased. He didn't remember any of it until I brought it up. And when I started bringing it up, he started like crying. Maybe the acid is what made you help you remember, remember? it. Yeah. I think so too maybe it but here's the thing is, besides just tripping oh i forgot so like when my mom was at dinner with carrie's mom and i'm like wait like this is the missing link i'm like ask mrs murphy if she remembers anything about our prom that's weird or and she was like oh yeah the ufo so carrie does remember too we have to talk to her we just haven't talked to her yet my friend's scared to talk to her but i think i'm just gonna do it myself and be like what do you remember exactly Hmm. but it definitely yeah is strange that because i remember like every fucking second of being on that road like i remember everything of seeing like the ufo but no memory of getting off that road don't ever remember turning left that sounds like a classic ufo encounter i'm surprised that time didn't stop or the car didn't just stop on its own right? a lot of times that'll happen <laughs> he cool. just so, kept going so you're a believer then in extraterrestrials aliens 
yeah i mean i also but, but that's just a, but, but that's just a, an orb of light though how can you do it look like a craft or did it just look like an orb of light well the way it moved and was able to teleport but it's not just that like i also believe i was visited by an alien but that's the whole other story you remember that that's long that's also long so i, I won't get into that maybe i can do it next time if you want yeah we'll I know save you. it for next time because the phone just buzzed here it's 11 11 right yeah. as we speak so that's a a sign that maybe it's <laughs> almost, we're getting close to two hours i'm going to cut a little bit of this stuff out so yeah it's cool about an hour and a half but mm-hmm. always a pleasure joelle namaste at home dad is the account is the where you need to go online to find her buy a t-shirt support her support a real authentic wonderful artist I cannot wait to see what the next few years have to uh, uh, will unfold for you and what we'll see. Thanks. Thanks for always. Thanks, you. thanks for being a friend in, in, yeah, you in, too, in, these, in these tough times. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, you too. And look forward to talking to you and hopefully meeting you one day, but definitely talking to you again. Oh, yeah, I forgot that hasn't happened yet. It's so fucking weird. It's weird, but it'll happen. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah, probably. All right, my dear, you have a great rest of your night. And you guys, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Have a great night. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Yeah.